Susie's out for Galentine's Day. How fun. Um, do they go to one place or is it a whole evening's worth? It, I mean, I guess it's a whole evening. They're going to dinner and then drinks after. Uh, oh, that's cool. A place called Little Sister in downtown LA. And then they're going to Seven Grand Classic. Seven Grand. That's downtown, downtown, right? Downtown. Mr. Man, downtown. Dude. I haven't been there 20 years. Yeah, I know. Seven Grand was the spot. It was. Have you been to, uh, you know, there's a oh, a speakeasy inside that's like a, a, a members only whiskey club. I want to say, God, I want to say we knew about it. If it's the place I'm thinking of. The Jackalope. And oh. you could, the, the, your membership fee was buying a bottle and you got to keep your bottle on display in that hallway that goes back to the bathroom. And then there's an extra overflow room that is the speakeasy. So if you go in the middle of the week, you can go crack your bottle in that room with other members no one touches the bottle no it's on display in a case so you can't oh, but your okay. name is on it like a like a little tag that goes around the bottle oh okay. there were like hundreds down the wall like i mean there were a lot of members but you know not everybody showed up at the same time right yeah i remember we tried to get a uh we tried to get a reservation for a buddy's bachelor party and what happens is actually the speakeasy is not is really just an overflow to seven grand during the weekend. So like there is no bar jackalope on the weekends because it's just, they use that room to house people because it gets crowded. Right. Yeah. Does it have a big, was it a baby grand piano in there? Oh, I don't. Hmm. I want to look it up just cause I can seven grand, uh, second floor, huh? Yeah. Yep. This was the place. There's a couple pool tables in there. Yeah, I do remember going here. It was with Greg Gunn and all them, that group. Greg Gunn. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's one of my best friends. Uh, oh, there they are. Uh, Brian is his younger mm-hmm. brother. And so I've known Greg for a long time. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, he's from, from Flo and uh, In Memory. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yep, I definitely remember this place. There, we used to hang out at the Varnish a lot, which was the speakeasy behind Coles. Which is the French dip sandwich place. So you go into Kohl's, get yourself a French dip sandwich, and then go knock on the door in the back. And then a doorman would open the door and ask how many people you had. And then you could go in there and there'd be a speakeasy. And I, the last time I was there, it was really crowded inside the varnish. But there was a like a three-piece jazz band that would float around and play music. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have time to be doing that. I mean, I feel like you would say, how do I not have time? Because I'm doing things all the time. But it's like stuff like this. I don't I don't know if I even want to go back to a place like this. Oh, really? I, I mean, yeah, just um, to go down, like to go drive downtown, find parking. Yeah, um, I guess I long for the time when I had that time. Yes, now I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I'd have to find that time and I'd be so exhausted all the time. But like, I think once the kids are older, um. I might entertain an idea like that again. Yeah. Um, especially if it's a night out with friends or something and you either carpool or all lift down there and meet up. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I just, I haven't, I, the, the luster of downtown is, is gone for me uh, now. Yeah. 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 Post COVID, um, with the unhoused population and all that type of stuff, it really like, and downtown was already pretty bad. Uh, it's not any better for sure. Right. Yeah. I just remember how, how terrible Skid Row was. And I imagine that's just, well, I don't go that far. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, it wasn't, 
it wasn't skid. Well, yeah, I guess it was because we would just I at sometimes I would just drive in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was single, I would go down there mm-hmm. and you get stuck down a one way street for a while. And then you go, you got to flip back around and you go down, yeah. you go back up the wrong street and you see the just yeah. the the lineup of all those. Yeah. 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 How's your weekend been? It's been quite a crazy weekend. I feel like for everybody. It was, yeah, yeah, ours was pretty good. We had, um, I feel like I've got to look back at the calendar, what we did Friday. I think we stayed in, <laughs> yeah, oh, we went to my parents on Friday for my stepdad's birthday. So I got to see him, hang out with him uh, for a few hours, and then we made plans to go see other friends in the middle of Saturday. So we were going to have a nice, easygoing Saturday. Uh, and then we had longstanding uh, plans for a 45th birthday party down the street that we went to on Saturday night. So today was just like recuperate. With the kids? No, we got a we got a babysitter. And she was not oh. cheap, 25 bucks an hour. Well, for two kids, though, right? Yeah, two kids. Is that is that a lot for two kids? Well, I guess we've just been getting a great deal from her um, her younger sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's, uh, she's visiting out here from New York. So I think it's just she has... Higher rates in general. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah, it was like 125 bucks just for that, just to go out for a few hours. Mm-hmm. So it was nice. I mean, it was nice to get out, but um, God, it was expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't remember what, what about- happened on Friday. Um, I feel like everything was sort of leading up to Sunday uh, for the Super Bowl. Um and uh, not that we uh, are a huge Super Bowl family, but like we kind of knew that, you know, we wanted to see Rihanna. We wanted to potentially go to a buddy's house and Susie had Valentine's Day. So we it, it was like that was that was the knowledge of knowing that all of that was happening on Sunday sort of dictated how the rest of the um, weekend went. And really the big thing, everything kind of went out the door when uh, last night. I'm in the middle of editing something I'm going to share with you momentarily here um, until like 2 a.m. because I just get so hyper focused tunnel vision that I just can't stop. And in walks Keaton and I'm like, all right, let me go lay with him. And I'm like, I'm just going to lay with him. Two hours later, he's just vomiting all over himself. (laughs) I'm like, oh, God. So 4 a.m. he's vomiting. I'm like, okay, let me contain it. He seems fine. He's in good spirits. And get him back to sleep. 6 a.m. He's back up again, vomiting. And at this point, Susie, I go to get him water, which is on Susie's bedtime t- bedside table. And I'm like, he's throwing up. I'm handling it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so, like, we were just kind of up at that point. So then it was uh, like, okay, we're not going anywhere. Let's take it easy in the house. I ran a ton of errands today. Apparently, there's an alien invasion that's going on yeah, right? right now. And then, uh, and then, yeah, we were excited about, uh, you know, watching some uh, football. I was, it was sort of like in and out. I didn't really catch all the commercials. I, I feel like I haven't caught the commercials really well the last few years. And then, uh, and then it was getting Susie downtown and uh, and getting the kids to sleep and potting with you. So yeah, man, alien invasion in the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, I didn't. I, you know what? I saw you guys talking about that. Uh, what was? What was so it? Was, was it more the, of this, these stupid the, balloons? I don't know a ton about it, but there was a there was a, a, a weather balloon that we were sure was of Chinese origin that they caught over Montana somewhere, and they were like, "All right, well, just have to wait until it blows out over the water," and then they shot it down. I feel like last weekend. Yeah, I so saw that. that. A week yeah, go right, and that was over like 
South, South Carolina, Carolina which yeah. is just like the path, the flight path of that just seems odd to me. I'm like, all right, whatever. Well, since then, they've shot down three or four what they're not calling weather balloons. My guess is my brain, and I'm not following the news very closely, so it's more fun to speculate the way that I am. And by the time this comes out, we'll probably know way more than, yeah. than we do currently. But my gut says that they are just calling them unidentified flying objects because they don't want to. The Chinese government was like, oh, uh, we didn't have anything. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, we had a weather balloon and it was it went off course. Sorry, blah, 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 <laughs> blah. My guess is that they've shot more of these things down since then. And they don't want to ruin diplomatic relations by pointing fingers. Right. Yeah. And so let's just not say anything until we recover the the wreckage. But the way that it sounds is <laughs> they've shot down a bunch of unidentified flying objects over the Midwest. So, um, yeah, who knows, man? Uh, oh, and, uh, and Alaska, I think, had one and uh, Ohio or up over there. Eh, crazy. Anyway. Well, there was there was something else going on today because I went on Reddit for a few minutes after you guys were talking and uh, big chemicals spill up there that they lit on fire. It was vinyl chloride, and they ended up lighting it on fire just because it was it would have like leached into the ground, and and that in that state it's um it's highly highly toxic. Cancer or was causing. there a downed aircraft, and they're <laughs> keeping people out of the area? No, remember like, in like Close in Encounters of the yeah, Third no. Kind. Well, remember in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, that's what yeah. they said. They were, they were like, oh, there was a chemical spill. We need to clear the area, but really they were just well. There's video of it. The, well, when they lit it, um, you know, and it went into the the sky. It's like video there were videos. something, Justin. There's video of something. Well, there, yeah, you're right. Oh, no, I mean, it's frozen. It, there's too much evidence oh, see, that shows this that. But what's Big Brother? You know, we're talking more, about it too much. There's more press and about now, see? the UFOs and the <laughs> these now, air balloons, these weather balloons, than there is this, the man which happened on down. what Friday. We're, we're talking too much about and it. Now Justin. they've got video surfacing oh, of back. just like all of the oh, chemical. Oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. The chemical release of the uh, whatever's burned, whatever that vinyl chloride burned into phos phosgen or phosgate. <laughs> Rockford Fosgate. <laughs> uh, oh, dude, you cut out there for like a good 30 seconds. I think that. I'm, yeah, think you know what? It, uh, gummit. Yeah. Is, uh, Hold on. There's someone knocking at the door, David. We're talking too much. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, yeah. You know, I. You know, they want to suppress us, Justin, but really, I think we ought to just stop whispering. <laughs> this is Jimmy and Pug. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even bother to ask if you had anything. I'm just too excited to get into some of the other stuff we have going on. So yes. I gave you a preview of it last night, and I was like, I could send this to him now. But really, I just want to send it to him when I'm ready. So if you're in watch together, I'm going to go ahead and play. And I want you to see what I've cut together with our chat GPT trailer. Sick. It came out really well. <laughs> this makes me think of like uh, some MTV 90s show. Totally. <laughs> That's the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Jimmy Eat Pod. The podcast all about the music of Jimmy Eat Worlds. <laughs> it's it's blue. Um, yeah, I don't think this is gonna stick with me. It didn't before. <laughs> I'm Justin. And I'm David. <laughs> you know what though? We like to keep people on their toes. Every week we dive into the lyrics. The stories. He really had a, a very good idea of what he wanted, which is super helpful. And the inspiration behind some of Jimmy Eat World's biggest hits. 
I was into that beat, man. But I go, it's still not there. <laughs> we talked to fans. Until you asked me to be on the podcast, I hadn't really listened to you guys. So then when I find out that you literally are reading my stuff like every, almost every <laughs> week, it's very flattering, honestly. I think the big, big moment was, I think I heard Kill. And then your favorite song today. It's hard, but I'm going with Kill. We talked to musicians. I just remember like sitting on the floor of my room and going, wow. Like it was just so widescreen and beautiful. Surviving is kind of up there for me. Like I've been listening to that album a lot lately and it's it's like, it's moving up in the ranks. And even the band themselves. Well, yeah, I've been meaning to reach out to you guys for a while now. So it's <laughs> kind of cool that finally made it happen. It was just, My Best Theory oh. was originally a song that we, we started working on for Chase This Light and it just kind of, we never finished it. I think Blink would probably be a little bit better at basketball, because they're especially because they're taller. <laughs> so whether you're a diehard fan or just discovering Jimmy Eat World, I almost don't want to continue. However, I will. There's something for everyone on Jimmy Eat Pod. But I remember that meeting specifically, like, these guys have no clue what to do with Jimmy Eat World. So what are you waiting for? Join us every week as we explore the world of Jimmy Eat World. I will uh, gladly get us all in a room together and we can do one with the three of us. Song by song. Let's eat. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> there that it is. That is amazing. Now, looking back, I have way more of a... I, I guess a less genuine delivery on my lines, but it's still oh, like, what do you mean? I think I'm just being hard on myself. Like mine, mine sounds way more uh, commercial than yours. Yours sounds like you're speaking to well, our listeners. An AI generated <laughs> script. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. <laughs> and the band themselves. <laughs> but I was like, this is, this is working so much better than it should. Um, and, uh, without getting too much into it, although that was, you know, already two and a half minutes long is essentially I went, um, since we recorded with Jim, we've uploaded every episode for patrons as a video. I downloaded all of the episodes and I basically scrubbed them all for where are we laughing? Oh, here it is. Let me just grab a little bit of that. Every guest that we've had on video since Jim is in is represented in there in some way and uh and i would just scrub and i'd be like let me find any bite and i i was not precious about it like i didn't sit there and watch the entire interview and like go and pull right the best clip like no i just went and found something that worked did it work great awesome boom done and uh and yeah i cut it together like i would cut any promo or anything together i did it all in final cut 10 so it was like an exercise for me because it's not my <laughs> daily driver yeah and uh and i probably spent like six hours or six eight six to eight hours Damn. on it total um and i thought it came together pretty well yeah that was amazing so, yeah man you should um, be an editor <laughs> <laughs> thanks um so yeah i thought uh it, oh it's it, so good it, it's a good representation of the show and chat gpt wrote the script let's eat yeah i that, and it was yeah it was really well done the yeah. editing i mean for me just watching those the editing that was in there the, even those little simple wipes the little motion yeah. blur wipes and then seeing the 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 guests faces it's um i don't know it's like it makes me smile just thinking about all this the stuff that we've built together and Right. Uh, this whole this mountain of friendship and information. Yeah. <laughs> and there's so many great things. And there are obviously the stuff with Jim. But then, yeah. you know, 
every guest that had a sound of JT O'Donnell's in there. Yeah. Um, with a great sound of Craig Manning. Yeah, Craig Manning's um, in there. Paul Drake. Uh, uh, yeah, Paul Drake and um, uh, Christian James Han. Yeah. Um, uh, just so so cool. So um, that will be up now on our, as a as a trailer on our YouTube page. Um, and uh, it'll be fun because for a lot of people that aren't patrons, this will be the first time they see the video. Yeah. Like, like we have a ton of video um, and back catalog stuff. Wow. So separate of that, uh, Jimmy Eat World played the like a, there was like a Super Bowl experience in Phoenix. Um, do you know what their set was like? They played it was, on Thursday, so a few days ago now. Yeah, they did pretty much the festival set. So mm-hmm. they ended so it was with a full set. my guess would have been four songs, and they were going to be out. no, yeah, it was a full set. Um, encore. Um, yeah, they did. We uh, saw some people in the community were out there, yeah, posting updates and pictures and stuff. Yeah, they brought in. They closed with I think the middle course but Classic. they had something yeah. loud in there um so cool which i don't know if, i don't know if i've seen did they play something loud at uh in phoenix when we were there i'm pretty sure they did Let's yeah see. i thought so yeah so they put, played pretty much their typical um their typical set full set though nice yeah let's take a look here this would have been not too long ago well, they played quite a few things since, uh, yeah, the something loud. They played toward the end of the set. It was the last thing before Big Casino Sweetness in the middle. There you go. When we went to go see them in October. Big ass, you know, good time. Big ass, you know. Um, uh, so, yeah, that was fun. And do they have any shows coming up that we're familiar with? I want to say they have another festival show in the next couple of like March or April. Mm and I saw Zach was out here. He posted a picture like near the Capitol yeah. Records building and stuff like that. So who yeah. knows where they recording? Were they just out here having meetings or or something? Or was it just Zach out here doing yeah. his own thing? Visiting. Um, not sure. So anyway, shall we jump into this song? Let's do it. This is one of those situations where I did the research so long ago that I'll be reading it for the first time. <laughs> it feels like all over again. So the song is Stop Whispering. It is a Radiohead cover. Um, the album that the Jimmy Eat World version comes, it's it was a uh, Damage single 7-inch that was released for Record Store Day 2013. Um, but uh, for Radiohead, it was a Pablo Honey song. But then also there was a U.S. single version, which is a completely different version of the song. Uh, a completely new, different recording. Um, for Jimmy Eat World, it's track 2 of 2, since it's a 7-inch B-side. And for Pablo Honey, the OG song is track four of 12 um, and uh, release dates. So Record Store Day was 4-20-2013. Pablo Honey was released February 22nd, 1993. And the U.S. single re-recorded version was October 5th of that same year. So they went and re-recorded a little bit. And it says the U.S. version was remixed by Chris Sheldon and featured strings and a slower tempo than the original. Um, the original was produced by Sean Slade and Paul Q. Coldery. And I don't have a lot of information about who recorded or uh, produced Stop Whispering. My guess is that they did it on their own um, at Unit 2. And I'll post, I, I have a, a couple theories about why that is. Unless you found anything. No, I didn't. No. Okay. Um, it is a damage B-side, so, like, was Alan Johannes involved? I don't know. Yeah. Um, 
but I, my guess is no. Um, uh, so yeah, I don't know where they recorded it. My guess is unit two. I asked Jim, I did not get a response. Uh, same with Zach, <laughs> written by, uh, Radiohead and Tom York specifically, uh, singer is Jim for Jimmy Eat World, um, featuring, um, uh, I don't have anybody featuring on the Jimmy Eat World version, but I figure I could list the Radiohead members. It, do you know anybody but Tom York in Radiohead? I do not. No one beyond okay, that. Me neither. Okay. So Tom York does lead vocals and rhythm guitar. Colin Greenwood plays bass. Uh, Johnny Greenwood. So the Greenwood boys. Uh, Johnny Greenwood plays lead guitar and organ. Ed O'Brien plays rhythm guitar and backing vocals. And Philip Selway plays drums for Radiohead. Um, Radiohead is on Parlophone Records. Uh, their publishing is just Warner Chapel Music Limited. Uh, no demo of this because uh, it's just a recording uh, that they did, that they released as a one-off. Um, and I don't believe there's any digital versions of this that aren't vinyl rips. Um, the only thing that we have is the vinyl, right? Um, of which I I am an owner. Um, and I think maybe when we did damage, I went and grabbed the seven inch, and I was like, "Stop whispering! What's that?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, they never played this out live, uh, although I did find somebody had posted something and it was their wording was strange. It sounds like they either played it at a sound check or it played over the PA at a sound check. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can't tell. Um, notable high notes for Jimmy World on this song is A4 and F sharp 4. And A4 is marked in bold, which means a particularly notable example of this person's vocal capability. Um, notable low notes of F sharp three and D three. Uh, this was another one of those situations. And again, because there's no digital release version, I just kind of cobbled together a bunch of last FM numbers. So 689 listeners scrabbled this 2,173 times, but then I had another one that had 554 times. So like maybe 2,700 times. Um, and I had no scrabbles because I don't have a digital copy in my library and Spotify doesn't have the song, right? Nope. No. Yeah. Same with me. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. So, um, and did you have any scrabbles? No, I'm going to check, but I, this was the first time I had heard it unless I listened yeah. to it. Yeah. Let me see if I have anything. Uh, no, I don't. I do not. My Which, guess, yeah. 2013, I was living here. We had this record player. I would have gone to Amoeba to get it. Um, I don't recall doing that, but my guess is I went to Amoeba to get it. If not, we got it in Phoenix, like at not maybe not Stinkweeds, probably at Zia Records or something. Um, but uh, I probably spun it once and then you know put it on the shelf, right? Um, and so no, nothing on TuneBat, but I figured maybe we could listen to a little bit of each version so we can hear a little bit of the Jimmy Eat World version, a little of the Pablo Honey version, and then a little of the U.S. re-release version, so we kind of know what we're talking about and get sure. a lay of the land here. So sure. give me, uh, I, I, somebody did upload a fairly good copy um, to YouTube. There was a version up on YouTube. Somebody in the comments was like, do you have a better copy of this? And sure enough, some Radiohead YouTube page posted a good quality rip of this. So let's go ahead. I'm going to paste this into watch together. All right. Um, there's not much to watch together, but I'll let you uh, take the reins in terms of audio. So, yeah, Mr. Y Chromosome says, yes, a decent quality version of this fucking cover. Leave it to the Radiohead fan base. Half of the equation to upload 
a version with some fidelity. I love the bass. You can really hear Jim emulating Tom's mm-hmm. singing yeah, ability. Definitely, yeah, he's re- wearing his uh, his influence on his sleeve there a little bit. Yeah, but it doesn't sound too far from what Jim would normally sing. Which and there's a couple of comments also that true. touch on that. That Absolutely. this is like this could easily be a Jimmy World song. Yeah, <laughs> let's let uh let's uh we'll listen through the chorus of uh, Jim's version and then we'll jump to the Pablo Honey version. All right. Great stuff. Man, he gets up there. Yep. So here is the Pablo Honey version, which I think is closer to what Jim, what the band recorded. Brushes. So that yeah. is the Pablo Honey version. And then we'll get into why they did a re-recording of it. Um, but here is the U.S. version. And the thin man said, I don't want to hear your 
I'm no radio head. Um, I don't know about <laughs> you, but um, I enjoyed this. Uh, the, you know, this track is great. This isn't. It is. The scene's it's real catchy. Almost too pop forward for Radiohead for me. Oh, I know. Like um, you think these songs that are um, you know multiple major chords in a row, you think this doesn't seem like Radiohead. It should be. This is when I depressing. In my head, Radiohead doesn't sound like this. <laughs> right, right. But it's still yeah, it's still catchy as hell. I do think I prefer the U.S. version of the Radiohead. It is drowned in uh, reverb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. It sounds a little cleaner. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, let's jump into lyrics, and then we can talk about track notes. Okay. So, like we were just saying, it is a pretty positive song, and uh, and that's pretty evident in the lyrics here, not just in the sound, the chords that they chose. So this is Stop Whispering. Ah, I've broken the, the verse in half, so we'll go a couple of lines at a time here. And the wise men said, I don't want to hear your voice. And the thin man said, I don't want to hear your voice. And I think they're just referring to generics here. A man full of knowledge, someone that is maybe highly regarded, um, and then just some thin man. They're telling me, I don't want to hear your voice. They don't. I don't want to hear whatever whatever it is you have to say. Can it? I you know I'm not interested in that. So already yeah. being shut down by other people, and they're cursing me, and they won't let me be. And there's nothing to say, and there's nothing to do. Like they're accosting him and making it difficult for him to live his life peacefully in harmony and there's nothing that he can do about it there's nothing to say i can't say anything about this um i might as well give up there's nothing i can do so the thin man i was like what is the thin man well i'm familiar with that the thin man was the code name for a proposed plutonium gun type nuclear bomb that the united states was developing during the manhattan project (laughs) i tried to get into and see if there were some some things that were maybe uh like analogies but i think it's just after reading it a couple of times, I think it's pretty forward with mm-hmm. the wise man, like you know, the, sure, everyone, yeah. the one that everyone looks to for knowledge. And I think Thin Man, I thought originally was maybe someone who was fit and just looked good. But mm. I just think it was just like a generic, like, and the Thin Man said, that Thin Guy. That yeah, guy I think I was, um, I think I was like uh, uh, conflating it with like a straw man argument. Right. Yeah. yeah. That kind of a thing. But I don't know if it goes that deep. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty surface level here. So, and they're cursing me, won't let me be. So they're really making it hard for him to share his his voice. And so after that, we've got that conflict that's arising here, right? Setting the stage. And then the chorus comes in with stop whispering, start shouting, stop whispering. And then that last start shouting when he goes, shout. He just walks very down. Jim yeah. oh, vocal man. line too. Yeah, exactly. Coming back down, not just straight down, not up and down. He comes back and yeah. floats. Uh, so that's like, could this be a voice in his head? Is he telling this to himself? Uh, but why stand there and let them silence him? It's time to start shouting. I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be um, silenced. My voice is as valid as anyone else's, as as much as the wise and thin man. <laughs> okay, so then we go into and the mothers say we spit on your son some more. And the buildings say, we'll spit on your face some more. So I think it's just like mothers and children, they're pa- passive blame um, and making up false truths. Like buildings could be walls going up or defenses that are in his way. Um, also demonstrating falsehoods. It could be tagging that's on it, letters, um, bills that have been posted on these walls. But the mothers are saying it. The buildings are saying it. These things that we live in, the things that keep are supposed to keep us safe. 
Um, your family the, life, your work life. Yeah, it's all saying be quiet, just stand in line and follow the rules. Uh, and then the second half is, and the feeling is that there's something wrong because I can't find the words and I can't find the songs. And it's not right to be hearing these words or reading this stuff, to be oppressed like this, but they're having a tough time finding the right words to say in response. What do I say that's going to be accepted? What am I, what, what's going to be the proper thing to say that's going to be publicly accepted? That's not going to be, you know, told to shut up and mind your business. Um, and then again, stop whispering, start shouting, stop whispering, start shouting. And now it sounds like, um, you know, as with most bridges, we have a little bit of uh, explanation here. And this is this seems to be instead of maybe thinking in his head, I need to stop whispering, I need to start shouting. Now it's this, it could be a letter. Um, and what's being said here is, dear sir, I have a complaint. Dear sir, I have a complaint. Can't remember what it is. It doesn't matter anyway. It doesn't matter anyway. And because it's a dear sir to me, and I don't know if there's if the liner notes had any of this capitalization, but wherever I grabbed this from, which was genius, had this, uh, the grammar was, I was like capital D, capital S. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that it was said twice, it sounds like it was a formal complaint, right? Sound like a letter being written to someone. Like I need to, I, I need this to be known that I'm being oppressed here. They're trying to speak up, but the noise is just too loud. And within two attempts, it's like they can't get a word in edgewise. And in this moment of trying to be heard, they've forgotten what they even had to say. Like that, I, I've, I focused myself on trying to let you know that there's a problem that I've forgotten what my original argument was to start with. Um, and in the end, it's like they say this to themselves twice. It doesn't matter anyway. Their words fall on deaf ears. Um, it's like it's such it's it's realizing that um, all of this is in vain, like all this that you've done, all the the words that you're trying to say, the things that you're trying to change in the world. No one's listening. Doesn't matter anyway. But still, they're not letting themselves be silenced. So then that very last outro, stop whispering, stop whispering, stop whispering, stop whispering, uh, and then stop, stop a couple of times. Really telling themselves, reminding themselves that they need to speak up and keep going no matter what. If it falls on deaf ears, if it doesn't matter, if I forget what I say or what I meant, um, I'm still going to I'm still going to yell. I'm going to shout it out. Because that's, I think, what they're trying to say is that you need to stand up for yourself no matter what. No matter what's in front of you, no matter what you feel like the reception is to all this, you need to just make your voice heard. And and there you go. So it's a very inspirational um, song. Yeah. Here's a, just so we get a little Radiohead folk in here. I did go to their genius page for this song. And there's uh, there is a comment on the bridge. And this is a comment 99% attributed to Basilio Baren. And 1% uh, attributed to Heartless Swine. Um, And five years ago it says, Dear Sir, refers to someone with superior authority. The repetition of the verse indicates that the person is trying to talk with the dear sir, but he's not giving attention because he thinks that the other person is going to say it's irrelevant. And similar to a parent ignoring his child to do something he considers more important, thinking that what she's going to say is just child's bullshit. It takes so long to the person to be attended uh, that her initial conviction disappears with the time and her will conform and her will conform herself with her complaint. The sir 
can refer to the government, and the person who is trying to call his attention can be a manifestant. Mm -hmm. Some strange phrasings and uh, words in there, but that was uh, on the Radiohead page. Shall we jump into a little facts about the song itself? Did you happen to go to the Wikipedia for this song? I did not, but did you, um, you didn't mention the genius annotation, did you, um, on this That was the one for the bridge, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that one, right? So this one was just about the track itself. Um, Who was this? Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't look at that. Yeah, from LJD90. They just said, from the band's debut album, Pablo Honey, Stop Whispering, which sounds somewhat similar to a collaboration between the Stone Roses and Pixies, is an uplifting song promoting self-expression. Um. Definitely familiar with the Pixies. Not sure who the Stone mm-hmm. Roses are, but I imagine about around that same time. Oh, so funny. Stone Roses totally sounds like a Justin Miller band. I know, right? From Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> they, like you know, they look like they look like the K-Rock struts band. now. Goodness. It's just like shaggy haircut, real thin. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You're I'll right. do a standard uh, Wikipedia. The Wikipedia entry for this song Go is ahead. not terribly long. Um and this is for the U.S. CD single here. So Stop Whispering is a U.S.-only single by the English alternative rock band Radiohead released in October of 93. It is an alternative recording to the track on their debut album, Pablo Honey. It reached number 23 on the U.S. modern rock charts in October of 1993. The track was later released as a follow-up to Creep in Australia on February 7th, 1994. It peaked on uh, at 131 on the Australian uh, ARIA singles chart. Radiohead recorded... Various demos of Stop Whispering while they were an unsigned band in Abingdon, Oxfordshire. Uh, One version impressed the owner of another local studio, Chris Hufford, who became Radiohead's co-manager with his partner, Bryce Edge. The band recorded it for their first album, Pablo Honey, 1993. According to co-producer Paul Coldery, we tinkered with it a bit. It It was kind of a sprawling thing, and we weren't sure how long it would be. Radiohead re-recorded Stop Whispering for the U.S. single as they were not happy with the album version. Guitarist Ed O'Brien said the new version was a more atmospheric, like a Joy Division record. Stop Whispering was the third single released from Pablo Honey. It was unsuccessful. Jimmy Eat World covered the song on their EP, Damage. So uh, the U.S. single included Stop Whispering U.S. version, Creep, Acoustic, Pop is Dead, and finally Inside My Head Live. Um... And, uh, yeah, that is just about everything that's on the Wikipedia page for this song. There were a couple of things on song facts, and I was reading through them as you were uh, going through the wiki. So the last thing, there's four things on here, but the last one I think is verbatim. Just either wiki had it and pulled it from here or vice versa. The other Mm -hmm. one, stop me if if any of this was said before, though. Uh, This song is a tribute to the band, the Pixies, who were a big influence on Radiohead. The Pixies were known for quiet verses leading into an explosive chorus. So, but I hear that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, One of Radiohead's first songs, this was released as a promo single for college radio stations in the U.S. Um, And then you said the single was mixed with Chris Sheldon with violins uh, Mm -hmm. and without voices in the middle part or a guitar solo in the end. Um, And the one thing that you did touch on a bit of this, but I think there's a couple of other things here worth noting this song in which tom york vented his ambivalent feelings toward authority figures uh was created when radiohead were still n- known as early on a friday mm. according to q magazine it was hearing early on a friday perform this song that persuaded bryce edge and chris hufford that the band were worth managing edge and hufford have continued to ma- manage york and co 
since those early days. So just a kind of some similar things that we touched on, but uh, a few interesting tidbits in there. Nice. Yeah. Um, let me see what this is. I just want to make sure I'm getting giving my facts in a good order. Okay. Like we said, this was a record store day release. And on record store day 2013, Stitches and Grooves wrote an entry for this. Yeah. Jim Eat World's single off their forthcoming album was released on record store day 2013. So this is before Damage had come out. I'm not sure this could be called a Record Store Day exclusive release, as I believe more copies will be released at a later date after Record Store Day. I don't believe they were. Uh, there were 1,800 copies released on Record Store Day, with 1,500 released in the U.S., and 300 copies released outside the U.S. The B-side is an exclusive cover of Radiohead's Stop Whispering. So that is what Stitches and Grooves wrote about that. And... I have something here that says release schedule info. What does this say? The title track damage appears on the 7-inch damage EP along with a cover version of the Radiohead song Stop Whispering. The EP was released on April 20th, 2013 for Record Store Day, an internationally recognized celebration in support of music and independent retail outlets. Jimmy Eat World also released the album's track listing consisting of 10 songs, and June 11, 2013 as the official release date. So, Record Store Day, I guess. I probably pulled this from the Damage entry on uh, Wikipedia. Uh, was the day they announced the track list for Damage. So, this was released prior to Damage. It is possible that they recorded with Alan Johannes. I just don't have information. Uh, let me double check. Uh, if you have anything, I'll double check Discogs. Because there's some uh, scans of the liner notes here. So, maybe I can take advantage of that. Okay. Um, let's see, what do I have? I'll read this one. Um, I will read this YouTube comment because we're talking about the quality. So this was on Jimmy Eat World's uh, listing of Stop Whispering. So down toward the bottom, it says, uh, My Y chromosome six years ago says, Really, really wish this song was available in non-muffled quality. I mean, don't get me wrong. I really, really don't want to sound like an ingrate. Thank you for uploading this song at all. Otherwise, I would have had uh, no way of hearing it whatsoever. But this and every other version available sound like they were ripped in a flawed fashion from the vinyl, which gives the audio effect of a low-quality MP3 where everything is muted, the bass line is a distant thrum, and the thwacking of the drums ends up sounding very dead. Through all of that, I can still hear a great cover of a brilliant band. And it's a song that seems custom fucking designed for them, at least around Static Prevails, Clarity Era. This is a song that was custom designed for those guitars and Jim's voice. So such as now... Um, Oh, such as now I long to hear it uh, in its as it was recorded quality. If anyone stumbles upon it before me, please let me know. And I will certainly share here as soon as I have found my holy grail. So you said that the one, the pop. And that was my Y chromosome, right? Because I'm pretty sure that same person commented on the other one. Right, which was the one. So they must have found mm -hmm. that one. The one you said was the Radiohead fans. Yeah, four years ago. It. Yeah, it's a decent quality version of this fucking cover. Leave it yeah. to the Radiohead fan base half of this equation. Yeah, it had to be them. With some fidelity. Uh, I could read the rest of this. I was excited that one of my favorite bands from my adolescence had decided to cover such an early and relatively obscure Radiohead song, and one that seems custom fucking designed for them. But goddamn, this tune is a rarity. True, true. True. Nothing on Discogs about who recorded this. It's just attributed to, you know, Warner Chapel music and written by Radiohead. Um, no information about whether Alan Johannes recorded it or not. I mean, it sounds great. Especially it does. The clean, uh, the clean version of it. Yeah. Um, 
let's uh oh there's the seven inch info that's the thing uh okay here are some radiohead tweets that zach has posted over the years <laughs> Uh, September 28th, 2019. Serious question. Who's responsible for starting the downstage floor tom business? Radiohead? (laughs) (laughs) I remember we played a show at the Roxy with a band and they had a downstage floor tom. The the lead singer would hit it. And I was like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) (laughs) That's the big ass one, right? It's the big one that sits on the and they just Mm -hmm. have it out there. And they'll. I feel like uh, Imagine Dragons has something like that, don't they? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Maybe they have the full on bass drum, though, like the full. Mm, marching yeah. style <laughs> right um may 29th 2017 leftovers is the radio head of all hbo series early material draws you in and the rest dares you to turn it off but you still can't <laughs> uh february 10th 2009 hopefully you too watched that Radiohead jam I don't, I don't get the reference i don't know what radio, what you two was doing february 10th 2009 was you two the halftime band uh today or, or when no february 10th 2009 that's oh about boy I super could, bowl yeah time. I, don't, I, could, I wouldn't be able to tell you yeah um here's february 18th 2011 convinced a friend for a few minutes while listening to the true grit soundtrack by carter burwell that it was the new radiohead album. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that's good uh, oh here's another february 10th 2009 maybe we'll have some more context here uh, so this is the same day of that YouTube tweet. How pumped are you uh, if you are in the USC drumline? Radiohead made a mockery of all other performers. Awesome. So interesting. Something was happening on February 10th, 2009, that the USC drumline was involved. And Zach felt the need to post about it. Uh, May 23rd, 2009, Radio- Radiohead denies influencing local band. Oh, it's an Onion article. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) let's see this onion article. It's a, oh no, 404. That's a good headline though. (laughs) And then, uh, April 20th, 2009. So this is, oh wow. Exactly four years before their version was released. Uh, at Amazon MP3 radio head hashtag band battle. So I'm assuming, uh, in April, 2009, Amazon MP3 which is a account is suspended. Oh, damn. Um, Yeah. Uh, There was running some sort of Twitter battle of some sort um, uh, with bands. So those are all the Radiohead tweets from Zach Lind over the years. Sweet. Yeah. There Um, was, uh, did you see the tweet from the band October 30th, 2012? So let's see. There were, there's two here that I have. There is July 11th, 2012. And then October. What did the July one say? 30th. So this, I, I feel like they, they sort of go hand in hand. Okay. Uh, Jimmy Eat World postdoc July 11th, 2012. I'm listening to Thinking About You by Radiohead on Pandora. Ah. Awesome. Totally underrated tune. And that is the song prior or just after. I don't have the track list in front of me, but. Yeah, it's, it's uh, the, it's, which one did you say? Uh, thinking About You? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's track five. Got it. So it's the song right after this. So then only a few months later, go ahead and read that tweet. Yeah. Uh, stop. In, in quotes, stop whispering, start shouting. <laughs> yep. And uh, some people got it right away, knew exactly what it was. And my guess was, is this when they decided to record that cover? Right. Yeah. I feel like so, they, they've he's pulled that out like that. He has that kind of inspiration that I have when I hear a song that I like. I'm like, I just want to come out here and, and play it. 
Yeah, uh, right. You just you strike while the iron's hot, and I feel yeah. like yeah, totally, totally fit. Yep. Um, and so yeah, that was I wanted to talk about those two tweets. Okay, so, good. Um, yeah. All right. Um, I don't have anything. Uh, that that's all I have for track notes. Okay. Um, in terms of reviews articles, all I have is a consequence of sound acknowledged that the uh, the cover exists and that it's long. <laughs> it's a long song. I guess, right? Well, how long? How many minutes is it? It's a uh, three fifty four. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess. What's the average song like? Two and a half, three minutes. Yeah, three minutes. Yeah, I guess. Um, there is a Rolling Stone article that I came up across, uh, April third, twenty thirteen. Jimmy World's next album is an adult breakup record. Damage, their seventh LP, is due out in June by Emily Zemler. Um, so they do talk about uh, it coming out on June eleventh where it was recorded with Alan Johannes, uh, and then right down toward the bottom says, although no lead single has been determined, Damage's title track will be released on April 20th as a special record store day 7-inch. The disc will also include a cover of Radiohead's Stop Whispering, which Adkins says the band selected because it's a good song, quote-unquote, that you never hear anyone play. While Adkins is hesitant to describe any of the album's songs specifically, noting that this is his first interview discussing the record, he does say that there is a, quote, Slightly more of an emphasis on acoustic guitar, although I wouldn't say it's an acoustic album. Uh, hmm. Yeah, and then just goes on to talk about how the proud they are of the record. So just a couple of uh, mentions in there. As we talk more and more about it, I'm guessing that Alan Johannes produced this. They just did it in the studio while they were there. Yeah, I mean, they had that, all those those freaking instruments everywhere. You couldn't go yeah, into a room right? without like sitting on a <laughs> drum or tripping over yeah. a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't done at Unit 2. Maybe it was done in that house. And that could explain... I mean, I don't have... I mean, if you were to play... Compare both tracks playing your 7-inch, you, you could see like what the quality is like. Maybe they just said, Hey, look, mm, let's just do point, this. We've yeah. played this enough. Uh, we've practiced this enough. Let's just do it. And it just wasn't the best setup. Like, maybe they just... Like, Alan walked in with a... Here's a condenser mic. Let's just sing into this. Yeah. That kind of a thing. Who knows? You have you have the answer. So if you ever if you ever uh, play that thing, I yeah I wouldn't let, spin it now because the kids are asleep. But yeah, oh yeah yeah yeah. But just next time you think about it, just uh, pay attention to the quality. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's all I got until community. Yeah. Let's see. I got a, just a couple of other mentions. Again, April third, twenty thirteen. Luke Morgan Britton did a very small bite. Jimmy World have announced a new album coming this summer. The indie outfit will release their seventh full length on 11th June uh, via RCA Records. Damage follows from their 2010 effort, Invented. Uh, and then they go on to mention the track list. Uh, as well as this, Spin, so Spin Music, that's got to be the other article there, also confirms that the band will precede the LP with a cover of Radiohead's Pablo Honey era single Stop Whispering for Record Store Day on 20th of April. So let's see. Just I want just want to double check. Yeah, you mentioned this, the other quotes that are in the spin article that you we've talked about before. So I don't know. I don't want to read that. So is there any other thing there? Exclaim CA, right? So uh, Canada's little. Yes. Uh, Josiah uh, Hughes yeah. used to write for them. Yeah, they did a, a generic, a new exclusive list, which is kind of cool to see all of these record store day 2013 exclusive. So along with. Um, Stop Whispering and Jimmy World stuff that's like at the drive-in, Black Keys, which must have been early Black Keys. Um, Cake had a box set that went out. What else? <laughs> I was a big Jethro Tull fan. They're, they're there. 
Uh, let's see. MGMT. They did a cassette single with a download card. Gosh, Notorious B.I.G. Who else am I seeing here? Cigaros. Did you ever listen to Cigaros? Mm-mm. No. Uh, I think somebody showed me a song of theirs once, and I was like, oh, that's good. Yeah. It's a little too... Well, they're, they're Icelandic, right? Something like that. Um, Couldn't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Tame Impala. Uh, Tegan and Sarah. I don't know. There's like bands that I... I imagine they're still making music, but uh, the XX... Anyway, so we had a huge list of tracks that were listed on Record Store Day. That was just from Exclaim. I went through Line of Best Fit, Rolling Stone, and that's it. That's all I have for articles and, uh, and other stuff. Nice. In terms of community, I saw this. So, Oh, wait. I take on, that back. Oh, what you I got? take that back. Daily Motion. Did you go through this? No. Okay. This was, um, uh, I don't know if this will work. Let me click on this. I wonder if this is on. It's, it's, it's. It's three minutes long. Let me see if they have... Oh, gosh. I need to... My ad blocker was detected, David. I'm excited. What is this? This is a... Play again. This is Austin City Limits. Um, You might just have to listen to this. um, Because I don't think this is actually embedded in this Daily Motion uh, page. So it's just uh, an interview with the band. And about at 2.38, they talk about um, the cover... But she talks Ooh. about them being at Austin City Limits, and so it's like it's it's like who's three. doing the interview? Um, I'm, oh, I've never seen her before. Um, is her name Andy Cox at all? No, I don't okay. think so. I'll bring up Andy Cox in a minute. But yeah. okay, all right, here. Let me just turn this down. Not too much. Here we go. This is Austin City Limits Music Festival 2013, I believe. Here, Austin City Limits Music Festival with Jimmy Eat World. Hi, yo! Hey, how's it going? Don't you guys love this trailer? Don't you love the city of Austin? We do. Seriously. The trailer and Austin are both awesome. Yes. What is it about Austin, though, to you guys, and specifically this music festival that make it rocket? Well, this is our first time doing the festival. Mm-hmm. Austin's always been a great town for us. We've, we've been coming here to play shows since, like, 95, I think. Wow. Well, congratulations on your anniversary, by the way. 20 years deep in the game. Um... <laughs> Sorry, just I can't help it. You know, I, I like uh, that. <laughs> Twenty years deep in the game, yeah, I like girl. I like that. So can we use that? I, I give that to you. Okay, that's thanks. my gift. Um, so how does it feel? Twenty years ago, would you have even envisioned that twenty years later you would still be? I mean, even performing oh, a never. festival like this. Never. Really? No, I think when we started the band, I think something like this was completely beyond our imagination. Wow. Of something we would get an opportunity to do. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys are still in it 20 years later, that's for sure. Um, in your, your Facebook Q&A, um, a condiment that is also very, very important to me, is very important to you all, and that is peanut butter. Just ex- explain why, why peanut butter is just magic to your souls. Peanut butter is really important, and one of the reasons <laughs> that, you know, when you go on tour, if you go to Europe, they don't really, peanut butter's not really a big deal there. What? Yeah. I, I think peanut cool. butter and sriracha, you could put just about on anything. Oh, peanut butter. I've never tried peanut butter in sauce. No, sure. Spicy peanut. (laughs) Spicy peanut sauce, dude. You can use them at the same time. I wouldn't use them at the same time on everything, but one or the other, Mm -hmm. you could use on just about anything. Do you guys share your love of peanut butter with any uh, bands you might have toured with? I mean, is that your... We'd have to know someone pretty well before we share our love with peanut butter with them. (laughs) (laughs) Easily one of, if one of the biggest songs that you guys have the middle um do y'all ever 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 get sick and tired of playing 
this Monster Jam? No. No, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, you're asking us if tens of thousands of people going off to a song that we wrote right. is, is, is lame. So tired of that. Yeah. Oh. You can have my permission to slap me across the face if that ever comes to be. I don't understand when artists are just like, yeah, some, yeah, some bands don't do that. Yeah. I don't want to play our popular songs right. because when people freak out, it really gets me down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you also sort of um, love to cover other music that y'all are fans of. Heat Miser's Half Right to Radiohead Stop Whispering. Why those jams? You know, I, I don't know what it is about a song that we choose to cover. I think it's just something that we all agree on. Or something in it that we relate to, or something in it we think we could do, yeah. or influenced us. One of the reasons why yeah. we did Stop Whispering is because we felt like it was a Radiohead song that never got its proper due. Like oh, it, that's a good... it was sort of an overlooked. It's a really great song, yeah. and it's kind of overlooked because it's on the first record and mm -hmm. overshadowed by other songs. But like, you know, it was fun to it was really fun to record it because it's such a cool song. What's the latest song that you sort of that has caught you guys' attention that you've added to the cover arsenal? We've been doing some weird ones lately. A cover of Taylor Swift's We're Never Ever Getting Back Together. Oh, that probably sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing some acoustic covers of Rihanna and Whitney Houston. Nice. Pleasure meeting you guys and just much continued success. Yeah, thanks for Thank having you. us. You're very welcome. And you guys, for more from the ACL Music Festival, check out Fuse.tv. So there. Nice, dude. A How little bit of insight. <laughs> it's my Google Foo. I usually yeah, I usually put article um, as one of the taglines, and it'll give me certain results. That that one came from that. They must have had it transcribed in some way or something. It so it said the the headline had stop whispering in quotes, and it had mm, covers in nice. there. So it wasn't transcribed, but they had just the keywords that I was searching for. Happened Perfect. upon it. So get this. So when they posted in October of 2012, Stop Whispering starts shouted, Andy Cox replies, but wait, wasn't it you who first said you don't have to scream to say something that you honestly mean? Which I was like, oh, that is a really interesting, like, reverse lyric. So uh, you don't have to scream to say something that you honestly mean. What song is that from? Uh, and that's a, a Radiohead? World. Oh, no, it's, oh, he's it's talking a Jimmy with World lyric. Um, honestly mean Jimmy World. Come on, authority song. Thank you. And um, so yeah, uh, her tweet is. But wait, wasn't it you who who first said you don't have to scream to say something you honestly mean? And that is sort of like an interesting. Stop whispering, start shouting. That's like the mirror image of that. Uh, uh, right, lyric. right, right. But so then I'm like, who is Andy Cox? Like, let me just find out who this is. She's the VP of Comms for the Grammy Academy. <laughs> Oh, so, damn. Yeah. At this time, she was working at the Grammy Museum. She was the manager of communications at the Grammy Museum. And since then, uh, starting in October of 2014, she's the vice president of communications for the Grammy uh, Recording Academy. So that's pretty rad. Yeah. So Andy's not nobody, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. So, yeah, uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. Not only that did I like that people like her that make that draw those comparisons are involved in the community in that way. You know, like she's like not nobody. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she's like up in the, uh, up in the upper echelons of, uh, of the music industry. Um, this is a fun thing. Maybe you found it on Reddit cause it is Reddit, but I didn't go searching for Reddit like I normally do. But did you see in their AMA, somebody specifically mentioned stop whispering. I didn't see, I don't, I don't have the AMA, you know, what did they say? Oh, very good. So the AMA was done June 6th, 2013. So right around that time. 
this is we're gonna go down a little bit of a rabbit hole All here because right. this sent me down a little rabbit hole. Okay. Uh so we are Jimmy Eat World AMA, right? And this is only a few months after this came out. Uh C and Rhythm says, How do you guys decide which songs to cover? What made you guys decide to cover Half Right by Heat Miser and Stop Whispering by Radiohead? Second question. They don't answer this, but I go down this rabbit hole myself. You guys took... Now, you know the name of this band. This is Connor Oberst's band. Oh, uh, Bright Eyes? Desaparecidos. Oh, Desaparecidos. Desaparecidos. <laughs> <laughs> On tour back in 2002, I think. And Connor Oberst recently <laughs> talked smack about you guys. What are your thoughts? Do you guys keep in contact with Connor at all? And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, Connor... I, I don't know. I guess he has done some weird stuff. Like, even lately but like i just he doesn't seem like the top type to even talk trash yeah about, about jimmy eat world like really <laughs> um and then they say p.s as cliche as this may sound your album chase this light got me through some really tough times thank you for that heart so jimmy eat world responds uh and it's rick we usually choose to cover bands that we're fans of and heat miser is definitely an awesome band same thing with radiohead but sometimes we choose to cover songs that aren't necessarily something we listen to but might have a meaning that we relate to and then c and rhythm says thank you for the response what do i have to do to convince you guys to play half right in seattle on july 15th no response but that's pretty fun anyway <laughs> so then i was like so wait what's this connor Oberst drama and i go down the rabbit hole so follow me a little bit All there's right. an article about that tour that the that they're talking about so this is july 17th 2002 jimmy Eat world fulfilled the cravings of hundreds of fans while performing at promo west pavilion tuesday night despite an audience thrown smoke bomb that was that threatened to ruin the fun so this is uh blah 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 blah, blah. let's see uh or connor oberst okay here we go after the show connor oberst lead singer of Thank you. Uh, was spotted walking around the venue. Jimmy Eat World are some of the coolest guys I have ever met, Ober said. They put on such a great show, and I couldn't have asked for a better band to tour with for the next two weeks. Okay, well, that doesn't sound like the name of somebody who's going to talk smack. I dig deeper. Zach Lind uh, tweet in 2012, Hey, Connor. Uh, so he's... He's adding Connor's current band at that moment, some other band I've never heard of, Connor Oberst and MVB, Mystic Valley Band. So this is Macy Taylor, Nick Freitas, Nate Walcott, Jason Bosel, Taylor Hollingsworth, and Connor Oberst. Okay. Anyway, um, so Zach tweets out of nowhere to them in 2012, not everyone in Maricopa County supports SB 1070 and Sheriff Joe. Your song title is unhelpful. So I was like, okay. And that was August 1st, 2012. What is the song title? And so the context, oh, just so you know, uh, SB 1070 is a Supreme Court decision uh, that was backed by Sheriff Joe. Um, and they decided in a five to three vote that law enforcement can continue to check people's immigration status if reasonable suspicion exists, upholding the most controversial of the laws for provisions. Um, I don't know if you, you're familiar with who Sheriff Joe is. I'm pretty sure he's in jail now, but he was like the longtime undisputed sheriff of uh, Phoenix and Maricopa County and uh, was just is just like the most like xenophobic Oh. person that you could think of anyway so uh 
I guess they, oh, they, and they have a song called Maricopa, but M-A-R-I-K-K-K-O-P-A. Oh, jeez. So, Zach, <laughs> Zach didn't like that they have a song called Maricopa. So, anyway, that band, uh, the one that I uh, refuse to say the name of, I guess, um, uh, Desaparecitos. <laughs> Desaparecitos. Very Thank good, you. David. <laughs> they reunite in 2013 and play at the Stone Pony in uh, 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 New Jersey. I want to say. Asbury Park, New Jersey. Yeah. So this ven- this show has a bunch of videos on YouTube. I found many articles with these videos embedded. The videos have been pulled from YouTube since. So I was not able to find it. However, I found on Brooklyn Vegan, they basically gave the gist of what Connor said on stage that night. So again, the timeline, 2002, Desaparecitos is touring with Jimmy World for two weeks. Connor says they couldn't be cooler dudes and they sound great live. Zach tweets at them a year before this Desaparecitos show. Uh Uh-huh. And six months before that show and says, what the fuck with your song title not being helpful? We Just because we live in Maricopa County doesn't mean we co-sign SB 1070 and Sheriff Joe. So Connor Ober, here's what Brooklyn Vegan says. Connor Oberst pulled his old band Desaparecitos out of retirement and their first East Coast tour in 10 years kicked off at the Stone, po- Stone Pony in Asbury Park on Friday night, uh, uh, February 15th. Never without a good anecdote, Oberst reflected upon the time Desaparecitos played the nearby convention center opening for Jimmy Eat World. It was one of the worst fucking shows of all time. <laughs> Terrible. I laid down and didn't sing the last four songs. The crowd sucked so bad, and Jimmy Eat World's pretty terrible. Jeez. In addition to their own songs, the band covered The Clash's Spanish Bombs, and there's a video of that along with more pics from the show below. Um. So, yeah, I guess that is what, in the AMA, they were talking about, because that was only four months after right. that event. Interesting. So, so, yeah, I was like, what? What is this drama? So, as far as I know, there's not any further drama. I guess I can search Zach's uh, um, tweet history. Uh, let's see. Connor. No. No. Oh, okay. Hold on. Hmm. I don't know what he's referring to here, and I don't know if he's talking about Connor Oberst. Uh, nah, he's talking about somebody else. Sorry, I know this no, is a no uh, further. Uh, <laughs> I, I need this tea, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oberst, no, nothing. I'll see if he's said anything at Desaparecitos, <laughs> whatever. It's it's a new band every time. <laughs> Let's see. I this mean, is Zach Zach's tweets that you're Zach looking at. Ever type out? I was gonna say I don't think Zach would type it out properly if even mm-hmm. if he tried. No. Yeah, I don't know. I guess there's no more tea to be had there. It's, but but um, you know what, though? It's enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I, I don't know. Uh, beef, man. Yeah, Jimmy right? Jimmy doesn't have any beef. I need I know, to go down that rabbit hole. They're like the friends. Um, with, they're, they're everyone's friends at high school. It's like everyone yeah, knows know. Jimmy World. They sit with the they sit with the punks. They sit yeah. with the And here's the thing. Jocks. It's like because now there's, t- now there's drama. It's like, well, we kind of can guess who's the problem here, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like Better Oblivion Community Center anyway, so <laughs> that's Connor and Phoebe. Yeah. 
All right. Anyway, so that was the that was the community rabbit hole I went down. I have okay. one more little thing, but I figured I'd let you take the reins. Okay. Um, I do always enjoy when another subreddit brings in a Jimmy World note or oh, news. Radiohead. Yes, Got this it. was the yeah. uh, Radiohead subreddit. Oh, nine years were they ago. kind? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, <laughs> from I know, right? Um, from Mac Lovin, uh, Jimmy World stopped whispering Radiohead cover. Not a lot of comments. And it, okay, six points, so six votes, right? 65% upvoted. So showing the love through voting, not so much. There were some kind comments, though. Um, a deleted account with the top <laughs> top listing here is uh, actually kind of reminds me of Clarity Era Jimmy World, which is not a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, Only Tomorrow says, I don't like Jimmy World, but I enjoyed this cover. Now, there's an, the, the rest of the comments are in this conversation that starts from a deleted account with a deleted tweet. Or, I'm sorry, a deleted uh, comment. So, I can't even see. But the OP says, yeah, I actually agree. Not bad. But when I first listened to it, I clicked play, went into a different window. And then for a second thought, I was playing the Radiohead version instead. So, they must have just said it sounds, I don't know, something like too similar. I don't know. Is that, that's not a bad thing. I feel like... right. Jim still gave it his the Jimmy Eat World flavor, but still paid good homage to Tom York and his what he does with with uh, Radiohead. Um, yeah, they just got to, then they got to talking about bands that are go circle the drain. They kind of do the same music anyway. They got off topic, but the first <laughs> two comments seem to be pretty decent, a little supportive. Nice. So it wasn't it wasn't completely crapped on. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's always the worry. Mm-hmm. I want to be protective of them. Yes, right? <laughs> Our boys. I got a few other things that were actual separate posts. One from Sergeant Donut nine months ago. Ooh, uh, a music post. Yeah. Stop whispering. I splurged and bought the 7-inch Vinyl Damage EP off eBay. It's the one with the damage as the A-track and Stop Whispering as the B-track. For the first time, I got to hear the clean studio version of Stop Whispering after spending years of listening to crappy rips and recording. Oh boy, I wonder if that's the person. I know, right? <laughs> Floating around on the internet. This sound is so much cleaner and drives me home. The fact that this song was made for Jim. Thanks, Tom Oh, York. it's got to be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, it's, yeah. What's uh, their username? Uh, this is Sergeant Donut. But oh, right, yeah. They didn't... They, what did he use in both of those? Um, what was the word? <laughs> fucking in all caps. Taylor made for the Taylor band, right? fucking made something like that. Yeah, I'm gonna go over here. I'm gonna go and say Sergeant Donut. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, did you just dox me? Uh, Exile on Dayton Street says, "Yeah, I'm a pretty big Radiohead fan, but I have to say this song suits Jimmy World so much better than it did Radiohead." Uh, and then the other comment here is from Sergeant Donut themselves uh honestly a lot of pablo honey and even the bends could have been made into a great jimmy world album two excellent bands with world-class vocalists so very good commentary in that sergeant donut who may or may not be uh was it i want to find uh how, my how do they, uh, format their name so sergeant donut is capital s underscore and then capital d the my y chromosome is all one word all lowercase yeah. on youtube so it seems like different different uh structure nah, i think it's the same yeah <laughs> uh 18 days ago well um sergeant donut again if you guys could get the guys to cover if you could get the guys to cover in full any album by any other band 
uh, which album would you choose and why? And then they go on to say, I would go with The Bends by Radiohead. I absolutely love Jew's cover of Stop Whispering from Pablo Honey. I've seen a lot of people comment that it's a song practically made for Jim, and it has a great build to the finish. Those things are also true of many of the tracks on The Bends. Tom York has said it's not his favorite album, though I think it's a masterpiece. I like to think Jim and crew would spruce it up considerably. Maybe this is not the most adventurous pick. Really curious to hear what you guys think, especially suggestions from different genres and eras. Okay, let me hear. uh, There's a couple in here. Uh, Mike Harvat says, Okay, hear me out. The Places You Have Come to Fear the Most by Dashboard Confessional or Weezer's Blue Album. (laughs) Whiplash from that. I'm like, what? We never compare those two. Yeah. Places or Blue Album. I guess I'd choose Places probably, but like, that's so subjective. Like, objectively, it's Weezer's Blue Album, but subjectively, it's. (laughs) Right. Now, is the Places You Have Come to Fear the Most, is that Chris's all acoustic? Mm-hmm. It's it's the one after it's still the it's still a band, but it's acoustic. So it's after Swiss Army Romance, but before a Mark Commission of Brandiscar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's how I got into Dashboard was mm-hmm. was that album. That's why I Same. feel like you and I could be in the car and sing every every lyric to Oh my god, else. yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh aggravating impact ninety seven says Death Cap for Cutie's plans. Uh, mm-hmm. D- Dalva Bar probably poking the beehive here. Um, Third Eye Blind, self-titled or saves the day, stay what you are. JR Clarity123 replies, Zach says, fuck that, LOL. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Then they, uh, Sergeant Donut goes to talk about how, uh, highlighting how terrible of a performer Stephen Jenkins is. Um, <laughs> God. Mike, Mike, Chur 2K7. WWE The Music Volume 3, Porcelain by Sparta, um, Cork Tree, under the, from Under the Cork Tree by Fallout Boy. Oh, I love that album. Yeah. Biffy Clyro, I listened to them. I don't know if you turned me on a Biffy Clyro if that was Addison. No, it's got to be probably Addison. I'm, I'm not familiar with yeah. them. I mean, uh, I know their name, but I don't know them. Yank Crime by Drive Like Jehu, Head on the Door by The Cure, Aeroplane Over the Sea, Neutral Milk Hotel, uh, Purple Rain Soundtrack, Beach House, Purple Teen Dream. Rain. Yeah, American Slang by Gaslight Anthem. A lot of good ones here. Dude Ranch, Blink-182, American Football. Anyway, lots of good commentary in there. Um, Did you have another? I have a couple more things. Um, I have one one last little thing. This is Sarah Ashley on Facebook posted this question. Uh, June 1st, 2021. I want to hear those cool moments you've had before a concert. So there's some actually... Cool stuff. A lot of people like that met the band on accident or uh, just randomly and all this stuff. But Sarah's own account is the one that I'm like, so did she hear them playing it? And as I read it again, I, my guess is that it just played in the venue while they were waiting for the band to go on. But my favorite was going to see the guys when Damage released up in Asheville. Not only did we, my brothers and I, get to hear them practicing but once we were inside and the radio was playing, they actually played Stop Whispering after we had just listened to it on the drive up. And it was almost like a little nod to their single released for Record Store Day that year. So it sounds like it just happened to be playing in the venue. Right, right. Right, okay. Yeah. And it's interesting um, she said we listened to it on the way up. So um, her and her brothers are uh, uh, ripped the seven inch and then we're listening to it on the drive up or they had a record player in the car. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
it keeps skipping. I'm going to actually comment that. You have a record player? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I say, you have a record player in the car? Rad. <laughs> She's going to be like, I fucking ripped it, you asshole. Yeah, God, jeez. <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> what's that superman meme where he's just like oh the joke the yeah. joke <laughs> i just love it how it's I, I think every time i see it i just comment on how it's tracked it's it's, it's like a fly like they, all all of the uh it's like someone drew with a pen tool and just picked yeah. random spots or like um remember when uh, winona Ryder was all crazy at the at the oh, Emmys, or at, at yeah. the, was it the Emmys? Yeah, I feel like it was. Uh, when Stranger Things won, and she's like looking around all crazy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. that was it. The, I thought that was pretty cool, though. Yeah. Um, okay, two damaged survivors uh, five years ago walking on a wire. So it got 13th place. So it was out first, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a terrific song. Damaged it is. Survivors. Did, it it did a first. little bit. Out of all of Damage? <laughs> well, it said, what do they say? Strange we have come to find the two remaining tracks, Damage and Appreciation, have actually both been selected. Um, that one got first place. So I guess it's, yeah, the Damage Survivor results, yeah. Mm. Five years ago. But then, uh, what is this? This is from, yeah, Pebble Swift did one three, three years ago. And so his is a little bit different. The B-sides that were out, round one, you were good. Then round two, I love you all the time. And then round three, stop whispering. And then B-Sides winner was step one. So it sounds like it was almost, it was in the last little uh, stage. Mm. So it was, mm-hmm. it didn't get that first out like it did five years before. So maybe people really started listening to it. Uh, and the very last thing, it's not uh, our typical polls. Oh, this is Polorama. So this is Exile on Dayton Street. Uh, this is a big old poll. So poll. <laughs> I was like, we did I Love You All the Time, right? We did it as episode 69. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, this was from a year ago. Yes. So this is the Polorama number three. Poll number nine was 77 satellites versus Stop Whispering. And it was, it looks like this is in French, but I believe I can read this. So it looks like there were nine votes. Where do you think those votes okay. went? Let's take a listen to 77 satellites real quick. All right. So I can refresh myself here. I'm going to put this in watch together. All right. Um, all right. How many votes? Nine. <laughs> I there were a lot. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say seven to two, seventy-seven satellites. You got it, nailed it, nailed it, yes. seven to two. <laughs> yeah, yep. There you go, awesome. knocked it. Yep, there we go. That's all I have for community. <laughs> nice. Um, all right. Well, I only have two rave DJs. Um, if you want to do, I only have quick. I have one. So you want to do one of yours first? I couldn't tell sure. you what mine was. I'm hoping got... that. Okay, let's play my bad one first. Okay. I said, this is haunted. It's called Stop Whispering in Love. My guess is that this is Friday I'm in Love because it has like the, it has like a similar guitar tone or something. Something reminded me of Friday I'm in Love. Okay. uh, By The Cure.
Jeez. Good God. Wake up. What's that meme with the bus and the train? Yeah. Like, You're right. That. That's it, That's dude. the audio version. The cure. <laughs> Robert exactly. Smith, Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Out of my way. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that was good. Oh, man. Uh, okay, uh, so what's yours called? Okay, oh, it's called, I think, I, I, think it I figured it out. Where Stop My Whispering? Can you figure that one out? I'm pretty sure I know what it is. Where, Where Stop My stop Whispering? Where Is My Mind? Yep, it is. Yes. There we go. Let's nice. see. I have not listened to this yet. I just, I set it to, nice. to go. That's a good, that's a good. Yeah. It's not terrible. Not terrible. I think you got a minor and a major going on. This part's cool. Yeah, you got two different scales happening. You're right. (laughs) It's very evident now. Wait. This part is cool. The drum, the drums are nice. It's when the pixies yeah. come in, though. That was cool. It's not bad. No, it's okay. It's definitely got more going for it than the fucking cure. <laughs> 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 The bus. I can't, that's all I picture now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Bitch, right, I'm a this train. This Whispering Stop. <laughs> and I believe I just mixed Radiohead with Jimmy World to see how it sounded. Because they it sounded so similar. And I believe I did the Pablo Honey version. Okay. All right. Because I felt like that was the one that it sounded most like.
Not terrible. Yeah, it's good. I mean, At <laughs> one point, I thought they were doing this the vocal lines at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> but it was like a little, nice really little back and forth, showing off. Yeah, let's let's jump to the end and hear what they do the right. guitar solo part. We barely talked about that. I mean, it's good. It sounds yeah. like the drum room at a guitar center. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, uh, I'm I'm tapped out. I, I I mean, I didn't pull any covers. Yeah, um, me neither. Because I just I didn't hear people covering the Radiohead version, and uh, no one no one did the. Uh, Let's let people off early this week. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Justin, what are your final thoughts on "Stop Whispering" by Radiohead by Jimmy World? Uh, you know, until this weekend, I hadn't heard it. I was, it was a very nice surprise. They did a great job. Um, I do wish I had heard the cleaner version, the one that you found from the Radiohead, uh, fans. Uh, it still sounded, it still sounded great. And then after listening to Radiohead's original version, it's like they did, they did them justice, but they made it their own in that Jimmy world way. I like this track. Even though it's a cover, I like it's it's up there for my Jimmy World covers. It's up there at the top, toward the top of my list. Yeah. What about you? And yeah, I I agree. Um, I forgot about it, and we even had to add it sort of late late in the game here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's terrific, and um, and I'm glad that we dug in. I'm surprised there's no digital release of this. I'm surprised they should dig into the you know re- release a covers ep or something where they kind of compile a bunch of their old covers that aren't readily available on streaming services like spotify and all that stuff um and apple music uh but uh yeah i i, I thoroughly enjoy it um i'm glad we dug into it and uh i will i listen to more radiohead probably not but it was a fun uh <laughs> It was a fun jaunt down that uh, down that path. I, I I respect Tom York. I just don't think it's my my cup of tea. Um, Let him but, do his uh, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But th- but that being said, this song I was like, oh, this is Radiohead. This sounds pretty good. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's in a major key. It's in four four time. I mean, <laughs> yeah, pretty simple. So um, so yeah, uh, and uh, and so yeah, if you're uh, like me, you'll never. You're and you're too loud. Um, you'll never have to ask me to stop whispering because I'm so loud. Um, but if uh, if I am a little uh, too loud, please remember to be excellent to me and to be excellent to each other. <laughs> and party on, dudes! <laughs> Wilhelm. <laughs>